Well, hello for another week, Leanna. Hello, Ed. How you doing? Uh. Okay. <laughs> that, uh. That a lot. A lot of people I know are in that state. Just sort of uh. Well, I saw a thing that said at least in southern Ontario, from about December twentieth till now, yeah. there has been there have been no sunny days. They've been overcast every yeah, single time. That sounds pretty accurate, but also the um. It, the the whole oh the storm's gonna hit what was it, Wednesday or Tuesday night or something like that so stock up make sure there's enough until you know Friday Saturday and oh no the big storm's gonna be on the weekend and I'm like ah come on well okay like, where I live um and in where you live there neither we didn't get heavy snow at all but I know up in Musselman's Lake area where one of my callers on the all night show uh, yeah. lives, got tons of snow. Yeah. It's just that, you know, with the cost of things lately, doing these bulk things to make sure, you know, it's, it's making things even more expensive. And it's like, come on. Well, you know, I think that people, they'd rather, they'd rather uh, err on the side of uh, caution and get these, uh, the, the, the supplies. Because you don't want to be stuck in your home and all of a sudden you're the Donner party. Well, it those, is that I, soccer team that survived that uh, airplane crash. And you start and looking need, at each other like you're going to eat each other. Yeah. And I need new glasses. And these things are expensive. You know, oh, $99 frames. The glasses are $500. Well, but, they drag you in with the frames because the lenses are expensive. Yeah, so I got the sunglasses done, but I haven't had a chance to get over there to pick up the sunglasses. And then I have to, you know, pay for the glasses as well. And it's like, with what money? I just spent way too much on groceries this week. Yeah, it's, uh, people are forced to make uh, decisions that are very, very difficult. Well, and uh, now they're jacking up the property taxes in Toronto by 10%. Well, that's because the, the previous mayors just kicked the can down the road. Well, in there's many a reason. jurisdictions they do this. It's like, we want to get reelected, so we're not going to raise taxes. For that. What's well, that? There's a, there's a reason for that. Because yeah, because they won't get reelected. Well, exactly. And, you know, the fact that, you know, Toronto provides services for more than Toronto. The provincial government should be coughing up more money, but it doesn't have to, right? Because it's not the same political party as the city. So it, it doesn't feel any sort of responsibility to, you know, good government. It's just a stupid partisan game of chicken. Well, um, let's take our attention away from the misery index for a moment. Um, you know that there have been lots of uh, university and other institutionalized funded grants investigating the difference in the intelligence uh, uh, between men and women. There have? Uh, yeah. Well, I, uh, as of this moment, uh, apparently I... there have been. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I'm sure there have been. I, I simply don't have the, uh, those, the information. Those, uh, those are from, I don't know, the 1950s, the 1960s. It's... I don't... I, l listen... I don't know. All I know is I said it, so it must be true. Oh, nice Elon Musk impression. Thank you very much. So uh, I but I have discovered through uh, my own research the, that men 
are appreciably less intelligent than women. Um, well, them's fighting words. Would you like to know my my evidence? Uh, okay. So follow me here. Uh -huh. There is uh, a, a OnlyFans model named Amaranth. Are you familiar with this individual? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amaranth. She does uh, Twitch streaming too. Yeah, she used to do Twitch streaming. Then she yeah. was banned. Then she was back. Anyway, um, she uh, between 2020 and 2024, um, the beginning of this year, uh, made 57 million dollars do, doing next to nothing. So guys paying to look at her. Well, if, chat with her as well. Okay, fifty-seven million dollars. Would would any woman pay that kind of money to chat with a guy and look at pictures of a guy? No. Well, women pay the money for the hair and the shoes and the clothes and the handbag and the nails and the and the and the and the, and the to get women to get men to talk to them. Yeah, except they do that primarily. Because the people that are most critical of them are other women. Well, yes, but how how is this more intelligent than what men do? It's just a different kind of dumb. Uh, okay, I I see your uh, thesis. Um, let me continue though to to tell tell you why this is even stupider than buying shoes. Okay. Okay. She was charging and making money. Yep. Uh, a thousand dollars for a jar of. Her used bath water or yep. a jar of her farts. Yep. Okay. Sorry, that is unparalleled on the stupid level. Because let's face well, it. Well, that that's a fetish. Well, let's face it. You have no idea if she was really ever in that bath water. No idea. And you have no idea if those are really her farts. If they uh, even know... persist in the jar, you have no proof. You have to take it on faith. And let's face it. Do you really wish to trust? the people or a person who would charge you $1,000 for their bathwater. Well, I wish I had the confidence to charge like a tenth of that for things. That's the problem I have. Well, and you know what? You you would make it. You would make the money. No, um, I wouldn't. I, I don't know about 57 million. I don't know what the hell she's done. See, okay, but the thing is, she somebody like Amaranth doesn't get there alone. Right. She's got management companies and marketing companies and these people th that doesn't happen organically. I I can't imagine. I mean, you have to basically in this world, you have to have advertising. You have to have marketing and advertising so yeah. people know you're there. Absolutely. Yeah. That takes investment. But yeah. it, well, and she's on she was on a lot. I mean, there was that. Was she the one that. Claim she was being abused by by her uh, husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was her, right? Yeah, she claimed uh, on one one stream. You heard her husband yelling at her, um, and then yeah, she took some right. time off. Claimed and he forced was, her to stream there... more than she wanted to. Uh, well, and then, then he was... was out of the picture, and she's back streaming as much as she did before. But at least well, now it... it's her. Well, and let's face it, that's part of the narrative that make people want to give her money. Right. I mean, there were there were sus, sus things with animals before that, I recall. Oh, it, I don't it, know about that. It, it's one of those things where there's a level of shamelessness you have to have to reach this level of influence. And that and that's the part that has me a little concerned for the world. Right. Because the bulk of the audience with when somebody's that big is teenagers. 
you know, and a 19 year old has his own money, but you know, listen, I don't fault her. If she can make money off idiots, by all means, people have been making money off idiots for years in corporations, selling us things, telling us we, our lives are not complete. Unless we have this thing, we don't ever, we don't really. Okay. 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 People giving money to Amaranth's OnlyFans, not as dumb as the parents spending mad bank on Taylor Swift tickets. Well, it, uh, uh, oh, I, hmm, I was going to counter that, but I'm afraid that I can't. Yeah, that is, that has gotten ridiculous. I mean, to Taylor Swift's credit, right? She put out the movie version for people who couldn't afford it or for people where she didn't come to the, their city. Like, I, I give her a lot of credit for that because I, you know, when I was a, a teenager, I wouldn't have been able to afford anything close to these ticket prices. I don't know where people have the money to I do don't, this. Uh, you know that there was a story that in one location, one venue, yeah. uh, the number of uh, people there stamping around registered on the Richter scale. Yeah, yeah. But I I mean, I, and the, to be honest with you, I know one of her songs, Shake It Off. I don't know any. This woman is the most popular thing in the world. And you know the I know one song. Along with me. No, don't, I don't know. know. One? I don't know. I don't know her songs. I'm not exposed yeah, to her songs. We don't she's... play them on the rock. I don't listen to them in the car. So yeah, I don't know. Because she's in more of that folk music kind of stuff that you don't like anyway. Oh, but... folk music. Other than Simon and Garfunkel. I don't like it. Yeah, um, but so... I, I don't know. it. And again, you know, good for her for making money. I but... have no problem right. with people exploiting the idiocy of other people. A fool and his money are soon parted. Um, I, I don't know. I part of the I. It all depends on how you do it. Right. Well, I if mean, you are being dishonest, that yeah. is different. Yeah. If you're and if you recognize somebody has you know, maybe a mental health condition or, you know, they're spending an unhealthy amount of money. It, it I mean, you know, the whole Andrew Tate model. That yeah. That's exploitative. There's there's capitalism, which I'm all for. If somebody wants to throw money at a pretty girl, you go right ahead. You know, Amaran's very pretty. If you want to do that, um, people throw money at dumber things. But yeah, because I start being concerned about because she was being exploited and now you know there's still management that let that happen so is it exploitation all the way down I don't know I don't know I will say this if someone wants to exploit me so I can make 57 million dollars take me I don't know I mean look at Brittany right Uh, okay a sad case um, I want to point out, by the way, that also um, strippers, uh, they they have a, a, a innate knowledge of human nature, of male nature. A stripper is like a hawk. When a, a guy comes in a strip bar, they immediately look at them and they can assess whether this person is a sucker or not. And they go and they exploit that weakness. You know, is it a sucker if everybody knows exactly what the deal is? Okay, but a lot of guys, they don't. They think that if they put five bucks in a G-string, this girl's going to be their girlfriend. Okay, well, that's ego, 
And the lesson is a good one for them to learn. I don't think they ever do. Can I ever tell you the story? I think I told you the story, but I didn't tell the audience the story about a guy I used to know, a friend named Cole. Yeah. So Cole was a very, let's just say a very simple guy. Okay. Yep. Uh, somewhat in the ether, but very simple, good natured guy. He right. kept going to this strip club and paying this one stripper. And at one point, and he thought they were friends. And at one point she said to him, you know, I really need $300. I'll pay you back. And he gave her 300 bucks. And, okay, see, that's over the line. Okay, and, and most people know that 300 bucks is Go gone. On. Yeah, But yeah. he was so naive and so, um, I, I don't know, not pure, but uh, hapless. He kept going to the bar and, and paying her to dance stuff, and he'd keep asking when he could get his $300 back. She right. gave him his $300 back. Because he was relentless. Well, I think because he didn't know, she knew that he didn't know the score and something about his 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 simpleness. Okay, that's uh, a nice story though. Yeah, it, 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 I, he is the only person in, in history to get money back that you loaned a stripper. Um, but okay, another thing though about, uh, about Amaranth, this is a story, and it's not just her, but this is a story I found when, when looking at a story about her, um, uh, how much money she made. There is a company called Yoni Brewing in Poland. Okay. Yeah. They are teaming with Amaranth and some other women. They are going to be making beer using, how do I put this delicately? Um, I'll use the scientific term. They are going to be uh, making beer uh, infused with amaranth's um, vaginal bacteria. Yeah, I thought that's what was gonna gonna go with it. Yeah, there's a whole science. They 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 go through the whole process scientifically how they're gonna do it. But Look, people are so touch starved right now that I don't know. I don't judge, man. I, I don't know who thought this idea up. It sounds like it, an idea somebody came up with after Ed, a few too many beers. Ed, it's a Polish beer company. If it'll make money, they'll do it. Well, how's that different from Americans? You know what? Eastern Europeans are more honest about it. They don't attempt to pull the making the world a better place angle. This is true. They, They're very the, honest about yeah, it. We Eastern know what European, we're doing. Yeah. You know what you're buying. Yeah, pay me. And you know what? That's great. In this world, God, that's there there are few places more oh my god, I feel sorry for those people than Eastern Europe right now. Oh, yeah, well. There's a there's there are there are a few places in the world I feel that about. But we're not gonna talk about it because that's 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 depressing. Um yeah. Well, this but, this whole conversation is depressing. When you start going on about stout and light beer and you're talking about women, that depresses women, Ed. Oh, like, well, come I, on. I don't mean to. I. Uh, well, that's the thing, though. I like, thought it was just a dumb joke. Yeah, but let's face it. Stout, in this case, less good. Is it? I thought well, stout was something that connoisseurs liked. Well, stout is just it's it's a different type. It's a darker beer. So but let's thought... let's face it. There is no social um no social status 
in being seen as overweight. As somebody who gets called fat, it's never a good thing. Well, no. And the thing is, that's crazy, is that men like all kinds of women. Well, they really do. And I don't look, know about that. If you look at porn sites, they've got women of every age, okay. size, and weight. Men okay, like Ed, women of different sizes. Okay, but Ed, that's not respectful. That's not liking somebody. That's that's a, that's an object, right? Like that's not the same as knowing how to be respectful oh, no. and actually it's... care about someone. Oh no, I agree. They're two completely different things. But as far as what men look for, what men consider uh, beautiful and attractive, men are not such a monolith. Well, quite frankly, I think a lot of men these days are so twisted, they don't know what they like. This is true. And that leads me to the next uh, little bit of information that I was kind of sad about, even though it's completely irrational. I thought, I thought we're not supposed to talk about anything depressing. Well, let's see. This is kind of not of the change. level of people dying kind of thing. Okay. Um, you remember fruit stripe gum? Uh, it the, had that. Um, I think it was a zebra. Vaguely, yeah, was had logo. a vaguely banana type taste. Well, no, it had each gum, each stick of gum. This is how old it is. It had sticks of gum. They were all they had stripes on them of different color, and the color right, indicated like a, like a rainbow stripe. No, it was like if it was a, a lemon, then it was yellow stripes. If it was uh, cherry, it was red stripes. It was grape, it was it was purple stripes. Anyway, the thing about this gum is it was brilliant packaging and it, the gum tasted really good. But as conversation has, has shown online, the flavor lasted for about a second. And then well, it just was it's... gone. It was like a burst of flavor. And then you're chewing, that's, like just chewing gum with because, no flavor. That's because the flavor is mostly scent. It's gone now. They yeah. have stopped making it. And I haven't right, bought it in up. years because of the fact that the flavor doesn't last. But at the same time, I'm kind of sad that it's not going to be there anymore. Does that make any sense? Oh, yeah. I'm feeling that, you know, that show Our Flag Means Death got canceled. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the Yeah. Yeah. And that was one of the shows I always meant to get around to watching. And I didn't. And now I feel guilty that I didn't. And it's like, well, maybe if I watched it, it would have saved it. It's like, no, a lot of people would have had a lot more people would have had to watch it. But I don't think it was a numbers thing either. I don't know what it was, but I felt guilty for not watching it sooner because I didn't support something I was interested in in time. But there is so much out there to watch now. Well, that's I think uh, if unless I'm wrong, Taika Waititi has something to do with that show. Oh, really? I believe so. He also, I believe, has something to do with uh, Reservation Dogs, which I understand is quite a good series. Really? Yeah, quite a good is it, series. Is it better than Echo? Oh, my God. How, how, could you, how could you be? Okay, let's go to a break and come back and talk about the newest Marvel series to drop. And when I say drop, I mean um, called Echo. All right? All right. All right, back after this. So, Marvel has been having troubles lately, right, Leanna? Uh, I don't, well, that's the perception. Well, their movies aren't making the money they used to. Their online, their, their shows on Disney Plus have not been well-received uh, of late. Um, Secret Invasion with Samuel L. Jackson 
not well received not a great show well that, um, yeah that that was a mess well now we have echo a character who was debuted in the hawkeye uh disney plus series which very few people watched but was actually excellent yeah and she was cool on hawkeye and the story echo is from the comics she is a deaf uh woman with um a, a, an artificial leg below the knee I think that's, on her right I, leg. I don't I don't think that's in the comics. I oh, think no? that the actress happened to have that. Oh really? Um, yeah, I'm not sure the the character's power set has changed radically. Well, over the in years, the, depending it, on who writes her. In the comics, basically, she was sort of an answer to Daredevil who is blind. Here was a character who could not hear but yeah, was but really badass. Eventually she got the power to fly and oh, all that. Oh it, it, oh, it got way, way oh, overpowered. Why do you take grounded, cool characters and they do, do that? that? Anyway. They do that in Marvel Comics, though. They, they, they are so... Uh, part of the problem is that they're so psyched out by making a character that's both a woman and you know racialized especially when it's anything indigenous or you know puerto rican or anything like that any people that have had legit a raw deal they get so psyched out about making her cool and making her likable and powerful that they don't realize in order to be interesting people have to one understand what the heck is going on and and two there has to be some limits so you can root for them. People want an underdog story a lot of the times in Marvel Comics. Well, they made a uh, TV series uh, about Echo. And Echo was a very interesting character in the Hawkeye series. They went, and as you described, they, in this, this series, now they, they explored uh, Native American Choctaw tribe. Not, not well, though. Not, okay. I appreciate that they're showing a different aspect of the Marvel Universe. It's not all Captain Whitebread. I, and you know what? I learned about Pakistani history from Miss Marvel, not in a way that slammed me over the head, but in a way that was organic to the story. And I was like, oh, I've actually learned something here as well as enjoying the but, series. But they laid it out in a way that the audience could follow. Yeah, this... Yeah. They, they took this grounded cool urban fighter character yeah yeah and right from the very beginning started introducing this uh native american i guess choctaw uh tribe myths okay, about we, the creation we, of of human beings and we so gotta on. be we gotta be careful here because neither of us is indigenous and this is somebody else's culture like we could be completely ignorant here right well it would be great this for all is all i know well, I, I'm not talking about the quality of their, their creation myths. I'm talking about the fact that they put it in this show about an otherwise really cool, grounded, uh, street-level character. And so they took her out of the realm of what I liked about her, which is that she was a grounded, street-level character. Yeah, yeah. And they introduced this mystical aspect that they overdid. It was way too much, and it felt... To me, I'm not one of these people that calls out woke, 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 but this felt forced. It did not feel organically part of the story. It felt like something somebody put in afterwards. It didn't uh, it, fit. It, 
it did feel that way too, didn't it? That there was this other story that was actually kind of interesting. Like there's this one, like Graham Greene's fantastic. He always is. He, but he's playing a more comedic character than we're used to seeing. And I liked really that. I mean, Tantu Cardinal had to do the, the, the typical, you know, stereotypical role, but she did a good job with it. She brought a dignity to it. Like shout out to Canadian actors, right? But well, I remember Graham Greene being interviewed and he said that he, that every role he plays, uh, he's a native, you know, he's there because he's got indigenous background. And at some point there will be an eagle crying in the distance. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, to mean, indicate that- Dude knows it, the game, right? Yeah, to, to indicate that this is the indigenous. And it's that's to me is the same as like back in the old TV series Bonanza, they had a Chinese uh, uh, manservant, I guess you'd say, like a butler yeah. named Hop Singh. And every time Hop Singh came on, you'd hear this little jingle of do 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 do. Yeah. Uh, just to let you know, this guy with a long braid wearing traditional Chinese garb is actually Chinese. That that thing with the eagle. The, it, it reinforces every time they show native people on TV, they make them these people who have some mystical connection to the land or something. They're very rare. And I haven't seen reservation dogs, which apparently is not like that. But the ones I've seen, they they take they fetishize uh, indigenous people. Well, exoticize. Yeah. Yeah. They it, And it's like there's there are legitimately good stories about the indigenous experience in very, you know, everyone in North America is different. There's legitimately good human stories there. Why you got to ruin it? And well, here's, can I add one other element to this? Yeah. That, that this was the first, because people have complained with Marvel, but they're disnifying it. It's losing its unique character. And I didn't see that on previous shows. Uh, the, uh, some at the end of WandaVision. That was definitely like a Disney ending. But Echo's the first one. It really did feel like they were trying to do over Pocahontas in a lot of ways. And, and in, some, in some ways, it felt like Mulan. Well, here's the thing, right? There's this whole thing about girl characters and being inherently special. And th this is something that always rubs me the wrong way because my whole life, I was not inherently special. My sister was. My sister, oh, the sun rose on her butt. She was, for some odd reason, just one of these people that people treat as inherently special and in need and deserving of things. And when you're a girl, there's two types of girls. There's the girls who are inherently special and they matter. And then there's the girls that have to spend their lives doing stuff for the girls who are inherently special. And so if you're one of those girls who is not labeled inherently special, you hate the inherently special girls. And TV should be for the people who are alone on a Saturday night. That is what Marvel Comics heroes did for nerdy guys, right? They weren't cool. They didn't get the girl right away. They had to work for it. And Ms. Marvel, okay, she has the bangle, right? But they show her trying to figure out how to be a superhero. She wants to be a superhero. She wants to be her idol, right? She wants to be like Captain Marvel. And so- And, she, and she's awkward. 
and she makes some mistakes, but she learns from them. There's a journey there. Yeah, but she works at it. She wants it. She strives. She fails. She does it again. The thing with Echo is just so it doesn't matter how, you know, how many motorcycles you've boosted and terrible choices you've made. You're inherently special. Therefore, you're the hero. And it just. And what, what? It, the, the pacing was glacial, like it was slow. It's another one of these shows that says, well, we got five hours and we got a story that lasts see, 90 minutes. See, Let's make it last five hours. I don't mind slow because, uh, you know, something like Pluto, the the anime is slow, but it's amazing. Like it, it holds. Yeah, you. But st- something is always happening. Well, sometimes it's just people talking. I mean, they'll spend 15 seconds with a guy just walking down a corridor on that show because it's old school animation style. But it, it holds you. Echo is just so all over the place. It's it's too many ideas. And the the whole, I mean, they, they didn't even really explain. Did they ever explain the woodpecker symbol? Yes. They did explain it because I yeah. ended up, you know, I ended up looking it up and they they never really, you know, OK, she you know, she's dumping out alcohol like nobody's drinking. But for people who don't know what the deal is with that, they don't help people um, follow along. And that is hard. You know, there there are some things like, you know, you look at something like the Black Panther series, you know, Wakanda. And yeah, that's a lot of, you know, West African uh, traditions thrown in there. But for people who don't know that, that's just Wakanda. It's cool. Okay. Whereas Echo just seemed like if you didn't know what was going on, you were totally lost. And I think that does a disservice because, and that's not, it's not a show's responsibility to help with reconciliation efforts, but it just seems to me that somebody who who's coming into this with negative stereotypes of indigenous people, this is going to confirm those negative stereotypes for them. See, for me, and I agree with you, for yeah. me, this was a series like, you know, they hire various film companies, hire people of that like directors of the gender or the ethnicity that matches the main character often, um, which is great, except that director then has to deliver a series which is going to be marketed to primarily white and Asian people in, in China. So they can't really tell a story about uh, a, a Chinese uh, American. They can't really tell a story about a uh, Native American. They have to tell a story that is still palatable to white people. It's like going to a uh, Mandarin Chinese buffet. That is not traditional Chinese food. Traditional mm-hmm. Chinese food is not uh, chicken wings. Um, it's That is uh, food that white people understand is Chinese food. And so no matter what ethnicity they hire to do a movie about an ethnicity or a gender, it still gets turned into pablum, no matter what. And I will say that as far as the depiction of Native Americans in the show, there are maybe three Native American characters in this show that aren't up to something shady. There's too many of the Native American main characters are up to no good. 
And like, that's wonderful. That's a terrific stereotype to, uh, to perpetuate. The depiction of indigenous people as primitives as well. Uh, And again, you know, an indigenous person, if they think it's great, cool. They know more about this than I do. Right. I'm I'm not going to argue with people who like the show, but to me, just the focus on the past and showing them, you know, half naked in loincloths and things like that, for instead, that's that's not the modern day that it, it, I, I, it just like the modern day powwow was cool. Uh, and I mean, OK, we come at this from living in Canada where, you know, you go to the drive in movies, you get video of powwows it's it's much more integrated into our experience it's, yeah it's not on the us right yeah right so uh, may, maybe i'm being a bit of a jerk here because uh, you know uh, up here we're not we're still not great but we're better than the us at seeing indigenous people as people like modern day people i, I don't i don't know it, it just maybe that that was the line they had to go in at to keep American audiences aware. I don't know. I, don't know, I, I just, I, ob- I objectively, it, it was not well written. It was well acted. The cast was really good. Oh, the cast, uh, she's great. Uh, what is her name? Alakwa Cox? Is that yeah, something like that? Yeah, she's, uh, she's really good. Well, the thing is, if you look at it, she wasn't given much more to do than glower. The 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 action sequences she was great. Yeah, the action at, sequences like the, are always great in those shows. The the fight scene in the in the roller skating rink. That was good. And the one in the flashback sequence with you know spoiler shows up. Um, but she's really good, and that's the thing. Instead of her being a superhero, the show focused on her being you know deaf and and indigenous and. You know, uh, I don't know if you're going to call her disabled, but, you know, she has the cool prosthetic leg that they do cool things with. And I personally, I would have preferred the more MacGyver type, like the, yeah, she had version the ability of hillbilly to create tech. things. Yeah. Yeah. Like the that, that's a that's a South uh, South and Southwestern U.S. thing that, you know, out out in in places like Oklahoma, they put together some really, really interesting homebrew tech. And I thought that was a cool cultural thing that was the product of skills instead of, I mean, that show did like everything but an eagle cry that was still doing the same thing as that eagle cry, right? It was, it was, I felt that it was stereotyped. I didn't feel I really learned anything about uh, Native American culture. Unlike with Miss Marvel, Pakistani culture, I learned something, but it didn't feel like they were smashing me over the head. You know, like that season of the rebooted Battlestar Galactica where they did the uh, Iraq uh, allegory. And it was just every scene was somebody punching me in the face with uh, with meaning. And- well, and it, it's just like, uh, I don't know. It, Disney seems to think there's only one story that they can tell about women finding out who she is there are all there are all of these who am i narratives that they don't do with the male characters yeah you're right anyway no i mean echo really didn't get much of a win at the end either did she like not really 
she didn't it was weird like it was such a letdown because i mean the big bad they put her up against they can't you know they can't have a d-list superhero take down somebody that big and so it was just we really learned more about that villain as a person and what drives him than echo and the thing is, spoiler alert, that means it's been really revealed all over the place. The villain is the kingpin. And mm. the last thing okay. you see with uh, Echo and Kingpin in the Hawkeye series is you see uh, Echo confronting the kingpin, holding a gun on him, and then she shoots him in the face. You don't see it, the billet land, and you hear his body fall. And she assumes he's dead. Somehow, not only is he not dead, but... He only has like a little bit of skin scarring around one of his eyes, but his okay, eye still I, works. Like, I was, where, how did she think he was dead if the bullet really did? And how did he get the scarring around his eye if the bullet didn't actually enter the eye? Like, there's I, no explanation at all as to how is this guy walking around? I'm okay with that because that actually is something from the source material. That's a thing in the comics that there's so many times that Wilson Fisk should have been dead and there's a i don't know if this is official canon or just a fan theory that he actually is a metahuman and so he's just really really hard to kill he's got not like wolverine's healing factor but something like it that makes him really tough so that know, that doesn't me. bother all i know me is that, it bothered me but that's another thing right like they didn't explain it to people that don't know the comics they are being a little too reverential of source material and not laying it out the whole thing just seemed panicked and like they didn't know what to do and instead of you know in five episodes you can tell a simple story you want you want every character to have a moment to shine you want people to get to know who is this person why should i like them right that's that's the main goal not you know, if you can if you can get in little bits of education, like little bits of cultural sensitivity, great. But that's not that's not the main assignment. You gotta tell an enjoyable, fun story where good triumphs over evil fifty one percent of the time. And that's on the that, main assignment. Yeah, on that, we're gonna go to a break. Okay. I thought we were going to a break. Well, we are. So I was quiet. All right, makes sense. All right, a couple of quick topics in the last couple of segments. Uh, this, I found this interesting. Uh, I think he's an Academy Award winner, uh, actor Willem Dafoe. Um, I think he won for Platoon. I don't know. Anyway. Is uh, he the Green he, Goblin? Yeah, he also played the Green Goblin. Yeah, more people know him for that. Yeah, in Spider-Man. You're right. Um, Willem Dafoe commented this week that the reason that movies that have sort of a more complex personal depth to them and so interpersonal human stories. The reason that they don't do particularly well on streaming, he says, is because people sit down to streaming and say, let's watch something stupid tonight. And you know what? I can't, that isn't, I don't hold that all the time. There's, I, I primarily want to watch something good, but there are times where I'm like, let's watch something really stupid. Okay, but that's true of movies too, right? I, I guess, mean, yeah, people, uh, you know, go to see first, movies they know are going to be stupid. The first Aquaman 
that was hardly an epic and it made a ton of money. I just um, wonder if, I just wonder if he's not wrong in the sense that the uh, people have a different mindset of what they will go to see in a theater and what kind of movies they will see in a theater and what they will watch at home. I mean, I don't know. You and I watched that horrible Ben Affleck thing, Hypnotic. Okay, because but that it was, we, we knew it was going to be stupid. We were deliberately looking for something dumb, but I yeah. mean, the stuff I remember from streaming is, I mean, Netflix has a show called Captain Laserhawk. Yeah, it's and very to good. To me, Captain Laserhawk is the perfect streaming show because it's it's a cartoon. It's an adult cartoon. It's a mashup of. Uh, the video game company Ubisoft, it's 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 a whole bunch of their different um, universe, like squished all together in one. But it on the uh, you know top line is dumb action, splattery, shooty, shooty, flying cars, right? But underlying that, it does some pretty smart stuff. Well, you no. Know? It- it is a, I mean, don't be put off by the name Captain Laserhawk. That is deliberately what it's called because it is well, it's an 80s kind of, throwback. It's, it's kind of over the top, it's, but it's very well done. Though, here's what I think. They announced this week that the uh, wrap up to the Mandalorian storyline from Disney Plus is going to be a feature film in theaters, uh, Mandalorian and Grogu. And I think this is going to bomb. And let me tell you why. Things that people are accustomed to seeing on streaming, they will wait until it comes on streaming. They are not going to go to a theater and pay more money when they know that this thing that they've enjoyed on streaming will come to streaming. So I think making this a, a, a wide release feature film is a terrible business idea. What do you think? Well, pros, there is a standalone there are there is a demographic that only watches the mandalorian and so they cancel their disney plus subscription until there's more mandalorian and then it comes back and they got lost when they basically made book of boba fett mandalorian season 2.5 um and so there are people who might go out to the theater because grogu is the draw the 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 reason I and it's Star Wars people are used to going to Star Wars movies right there are still people that see Star Wars as a go to the movies film franchise the downside is that season three of the Mandalorian was such a mess that the spell may be broken well that is that is true um and but see I I associate Star Wars movies with the theater but not series that I started to watch that I found for the first time on streaming. I just, it, it, like, you look at the failure of uh, Pixar's Lightyear movie, despite the popularity of the Buzz Lightyear character. And Okay, but it, it was a different voice. It was a different, really, you really think that makes that much a difference? Okay, it's a character. Buzz, Lightyear, Buzz Lightyear is the Fonzie of Toy Story, right? Great supporting character. Nobody really like Buzz is sort of a jerk, right? He's arrogant, he's overbearing, and it's him and Woody's chemistry that people like. You just do a Buzz Lightyear of Star Command movie, 
people don't necessarily want to see just Buzz Lightyear. Well, I think they did an animated series of just Buzz Lightyear that was quite good for a while. But you see, Buzz Lightyear, people didn't go see it in the theaters because they're used to watching it on streaming. And when the when it came to streaming, it did exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. It, this mm-hmm. is why I think the idea of Mandalorian and Grogu as a feature film is going to not do well. Okay. It'll do great when it comes to streaming. Yo, but I, I think, think a bad decision. I think if word of mouth gets out that it's Mandalorian and Grogu and really is like, is it actually Pedro Pascal? Is it Din Djarin? Because that's what I'm going to wait to find out. Because if it's two hours of Katie Sackhoff and the puppet, I am not paying money. Good point. Neither am I. All right. Going to go to break. Come back, okay? Yep. And in our final moments, it seems appropriate to, in our final moments, speak about a uh, person uh, and a business uh, that are uh, in their, their final moments which is Mike Lindell, the guy who founded the company MyPillow.com, which was a huge success. Then he got so magified and so into MAGA and Donald Trump that he wound up making statements that were libelous, slanderous about uh, companies like Dominion Voting Systems, refused to back off on them, lost millions the decisions against him reach millions. He can't afford to pay his lawyer, lawyers the millions of dollars that are owed. And now my pillow ads are not even going to be run on Fox News. I suspect it may have something to do with the fact that he probably owes them a ton of money for running the commercials to this point. But yeah. um, this is this is somebody who clearly he's not mentally well. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, the actions he took in support of Donald Trump. This is, these are not rational. These are things, these are not, this is not somebody who like some other people around Trump made money uh, through the association for a while. Uh, This is somebody who was on the hook and his entire empire, his entire financial back gone, decimated. And uh, I can't feel bad. It, There's a lot of these people who are sort of Trump adjacent um, who, you know, have had their lives ruined. You know, I can't think of anybody who is sort of a Trump lieutenant who, you know, Rudy Giuliani, Michael Cohen. Uh, what's his name? The accountant guy. Oh, um, uh, Alan Weisselberg. Weisselberg. Yeah. Like his kids are getting dragged into it now. And. At what point do people realize that this guy is a bad risk? Like whether he's a bad person, I know people don't care in that in that sphere, right? But the fact that he is a bad risk, you get anywhere near this guy, you go down. The only person who has managed to thrive in the Trump environment is that Kaylee McEnany. Oh, I think they turned on leverage that. Wait, I think they turned on her recently too. Yeah, but she's got a job at of Fox or something like that. Like she played that, so she played that beautifully. She went from like CNN surrogate to Trump to she was doing like White House press briefing stuff, and then I mean she wanted the Fox News job from the beginning, right? And she is the only one who. She's a shark, man. Yeah, otherwise, 
people around him, they uh, the best case scenario is they cooperate with the state to get a lenient sentence. But the number of people, the number of bodies he has left in his wake publicly, it's some uh, why people think that they're not going to be the one that gets this. That's like the mistress who marries uh, the man um, and then thinks that the man who cheated uh, on his wife with her won't cheat on her with someone else. It's like, yeah. do you not see the behavior patterns here? Do you like, why do you think, no, no, it'll be different for me. I can't think of anybody who has really, really benefited other than you mentioned Kaylee McEnany. I can't think of anybody who's really come out well ahead uh, as a uh, Trump supporter. So I, yeah, this is I going mean, to be a very interesting period in history when they're studying it a hundred years from now. Yeah. Like she, she is the only one who just played it. I mean, Omarosa did okay too. Yeah. She rose and fell. Yeah. But you know what? She had another 15 minutes. Yes. Which, let's face it is, is more than, than her talent buys her. Uh, Liana can be heard on it's not therapy, a fantastic podcast that helps you get through the day the week, the year. Um, uh, find it on all podcast platforms. And I'm on The Rock, 94.9 The Rock, uh, out of uh, the GTA, uh, 94.9 FM. Uh, also, The Rock.FM or The Rock app. Midnight to 5 a.m. Monday to Friday um, live. And you can call in, or Eastern time, and you can call in and talk to me and request songs. And on the weekends, it's the all-star all-night show where I play some of the best stuff from the week. All right, Liana. With that, I turn it over to you to do the honors to close the show. Bye-bye.